Welcome back to the STEM Sessions podcast, the UK STEM career podcast. My name is Dan Smith, and today I'm interviewing two of our STEM ambassadors from SCS Railways, Anita Sony and Hadi Jallo. So, Anita, would you like to introduce yourself first, and then we'll pass over to Hadi. Uh, thank you. Hi, guys. My name's Anita. So I'm currently a senior BIM manager working at Skanska and SCS. And my role is primarily to do with as built, which I'll explain a little bit later. Um, hi, guys. My name is Hadi, and I'm currently a BIM coordinator for um, SCS, working at HS2. Oh, awesome. Thank you both very much. And um, yeah, it's great to have, you know, two people from, you know, work, uh, working at the same organisation here, showing hopefully different types of, you know, job roles. So would you both be able to tell us a little bit more about what you do in your job? Yeah, sure. So um, basically, we, um, I work in BIM, um, which isn't a BIN manager, it's BIM manager. So it's short for um, building information management or modelling. It's a relatively new concept in construction compared to the traditional approach to construction. It's a very complicated message about what BIM is, and it can mean lots of different things to different people. Um, but what we're trying to do is get a simple message across is that it's very much a process. It's about improving efficiencies. It's improving processes and trying to make the the reason why it was mandated by the government was to improve costs and time efficiencies and savings, basically. So there's it means different things to different people. So say if you're a project manager, it'll mean something different to a uh, a site engineer or a quantity surveyor or a commercial person. Um, and it's all down to data as well. The I is information or data as you like. So I, I feel, I don't know how Hadi feels, but I feel like we're the beholders of this information. We're checking it's the right information, uh, we're quality checking it. And also another misconception about BIM is that we're just looking at 3D models all day. It's not the case. Um, we have what we call the graphical, which is the 3D aspect, but also inside that we have the non-graphical, which is very much about the information inside the model, getting some intelligence behind it. So looking at quantities, volumes, and all that kind of stuff that is helpful for the construction team. So that's sort of my high-level overview of BIM. And then I'll just quickly go on to say for the as-built is what I cover. And basically, it says what it does on the tin. So I basically have to tell our client, HS2, what has been built where and when. And that's what we have to hand over. We have to tell our client what they're getting at the end of the day from us, basically. So BIM is massive in that because we've got the data, we've got the models, and we need to say from what we designed to what happened in reality, what's the change, what's been updated, and here you go, Mr. Client, here's the information for you in lots of various different formats. So that's my high-level overview of what I do. Um, I'd say like um, BIM is it's kind of a virtual representation of what the end product of what you're building, basically, which representation of the asset. So um, it's, I think it's um, what Anita said, like it's a process. So we're trying to digitalize our industry, not really just creating a 3D model and just throwing it at people. So it's more into like processes, data, just like Anita said. And yeah. I guess one thing I'd add is that HS2 are moving towards calling it digital engineering um, to move away from BIM because no one really knows what BIM is, but people might be able to relate to digital engineering a bit more. Cool, good stuff. And um, yeah, thank you both so much for being able to give that overview. It's great to find out about an entirely you know, new STEM role. Um, Anita, one thing that you mentioned there actually as well is that BIM is moving away from your traditional um, yeah, traditional construction um, models. Do you be able to just um, tell for our listeners at home um, a little bit about what them, you know, traditional construction models are and how 
boom is really different? Yeah, so if you look at more traditional approaches, you'll have a lot of 2D drawings, for example. I'm sure you've seen like layouts or, you know, when you're going to view houses and stuff, you see a layout of stuff. That's a 2D drawing and there may or may not be some intelligence behind that. That might literally be a CAD technician who's just, you know, what we call embellish, made it look nice. However, with BIM, the approach is very much what Hadi said. It's the digital representation. So starting in 3D, having that model and having that to provide more context for the end user. But if they still want a 2D drawing to construct from, because um, essentially that's how the construction team need to look at stuff and quantity surveys, for example, we can then almost take a slice from that 3D model and produce that 2D information. And for me, that also shows that you've got a, what we like to call a single source of truth. I try to avoid that term, but then you know it's come from the same place because there might be, if you were to look at a layout of a building, for example, it could be produced in so many different ways if you were just to use a 2D drawing. However, the minute you've taken it from the same 3D model, there's a bit of consistency there. And also, you know, you've, wor- you've worked the latest information because you know what it's like, you're saving stuff locally on your desktop and you just sort of lose your versions, etc. So the whole concept is to have a single place where the latest information is stored so that everyone can access it. And it's all about accessibility as well. Yeah, and no, like, um, I'd like to add as well, like, uh, obviously, if it's drawings, people would like probably print it off. So not everyone would know where to get them from. If you have your, your virtual model, um, it's in one place, so everyone can have access to it. Um, and there's access rights and all of that. Awesome. Great. Thanks very much for that. I thought that was really great to be able to show that kind of, you know, how it's new, how it's kind of, you know, solving um, problems that were, you know, traditionally there in construction. I think that's, um, you know, it's great to be able to show that. And that's kind of all you know, shows that the construction industry as a whole is going much more towards, you know, digital and digital engineering, as you put it, Anita, uh, which um, is, yeah, awesome. And it's obviously got all sorts of different STEM STEM um, fields and STEM subjects in, yeah. integrated into that. So would you both te- be able to tell us a little bit more about what a normal day looks like for you? <laughs> so right now, um, unfortunately, with like as a senior person, I feel like my day is about meetings and calls every day and checking my diary and writing emails. Um, however, uh, in those in those meetings, it's very much so BIM is a way of collaborating with the rest of the industry. So I will have a meeting with the survey team. I'll have a meeting with the engineering team. I'll have a lot of meetings outside of the BIM team because it's about being the like the stakeholder for them, supporting them with the data that's fit for purpose for them and showing them how it can help them. So how can it help their job? How can it add value to them? So not only are we actually um, doing that within the team, but then we then have to go out and sell it to the other teams and say, oh, this is how we could help you. So, you know, from a, a quantity surveyor, we could help you do all your costings and estimating a lot quicker, for example. So um, some of it is, is associated with that and the collaboration aspect. Some of it is sort of the day-to-day management and giving tasks to the, to the team that we do have, which is quite large for such a project. And then there's a bit of time sometimes for development. You know, we as you said, it's all about digital and looking forward. So we're having to constantly, I think Hadi will agree with me, we're having to look at loads of, not workarounds, but how we can improve processes and streamline it as well. So it's like ongoing maintenance, basically. Yeah, I'd say like, because um, obviously when we implement something, you w- you wouldn't know if it's the right process to take. So obviously it's going to change until you get the right process, basically. Um, but um, and my role is quite different to Anita's role. Um, so uh, she's doing all the managerial stuff. So I'm more of the, what's the word for it? I'm more of the doer, if that's the right word. You're, <laughs> you're like the big, like you're the key stakeholder for the data, I'd say. 
you're overseeing it. <laughs> yeah, so on my day-to-day um, work, it's kind of like the same kind of collaboration because um, we're kind of looking like, into 4D modeling and stuff. So that kind of involves different parties within our organization. So the planners, site engineers. So it's kind of like collaborating everyone to get get together and kind of like give their information and then put it all together and produce an output, if that makes sense. So could you both tell us a little bit about what um, SCS Railways are currently doing? What, what projects are they working on at the moment? We're on the HS2, High Speed Rail 2. Um, and it, I'm pretty sure most people would hear about HS2. If not, um, it's a train line, one of the um, fastest, potentially, um, in the future um, in Europe. And uh, it's we're in charge of, is it phase, we're doing phase one currently. We're in charge of Houston until West Ryslip. So we have like things like tunnels, um, shafts, and we've got lots of interfaces with uh, all the train stations that we have to stop at and so and so on. Um, yeah, we've got like um, lots of structures, like bridges, other bridges, under under bridges. So kind of constructing all of this. So we're the contractors and we've got designers and lots of different parties that you have to collaborate with. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, um, Anita, if you could say that. <laughs> yeah, so um, this is a mega project, HS2. It's the high-speed project. So um, we typically have these joint ventures so SCS is actually a formed venture specifically for delivering HS2. So myself and Hadi work for different parent companies. However, we work together on on HS2. And um, yeah, it's it's a huge project. Uh, the lot alone for us is about 4 billion just from London to the M25. Um, and it's about, and ours is probably one of the more complicated ones because we have Euston, which we're having to interface with. As Hadi says, we've got to... Um, we can't just go and dig a tunnel anywhere you know we have to see there's the underground there's a lot of interface within Houston lots of um underground piling and tunnels that we need to need to interface with so essentially we're working towards yeah exactly um what Hadi said phase one of HS2 from the London south lots so it'd be great to find out a little bit more about some of the things that you get up to in your in your um job so um what's your favorite part of your job at the moment okay, so my favorite part actually is um i love working with people i love communicating i love collaborating and um i think that's why i really do enjoy bim because it's actually engaging with all the different teams outside our team in terms of what they need what um what works for them and i don't necessarily know from a day-to-day you know what a structural engineer might need compared to a you know a surveyor and a planner so it's really good learning but also within the team we have a really diverse team because as i said it's a very new concept so there's not really like a process or like a pathway to get directly into bim and so within our team we've got mechanical engineers we've got surveyors we've got an interior designer in my parent company we've got um artists people who've done psychology etc where they've sort of not fallen into it but they've had this sort of interest to do with data or disseminating or collaboration um so i actually learn a lot internally in our team from everyone else and outside our team so i just love always upskilling myself because there's always something new to learn every day um i'd say my favorite part about about doing what i currently do is like i said the team especially on this project i found like it's quite like an inclusive team um, and also based on my role, I like the fact that it's an innovative role. So it's like um, we're kind of leading the future, basically. So in the future, people might use stuff that we like all the processes that we're trying to figure out. People will actually implement those just to actually make it easier for them, um, which is 
yeah, I think that's that's the most that's the thing I enjoy the most, really. Awesome, that's great, and it's great to hear a bit about kind of yeah the diversity that you've mentioned in your team, and that that's something that's you know your favourite part in terms of you know working with these people and being able to take all of these different um, you know different kind of points of perspectives and um, you know, put them together and ultimately you know develop things that are really really brand new as um, as you both mentioned. BIM is something that's really really new, and it's something that um, yeah there's no kind of like fixed processes at the moment for it. Um, so I imagine that that's something that um, you know, is really exciting, actually, as well, to be able to do things that, you know, people have never done before in terms of, um, yeah, in terms of the way that construction projects like HSD or future projects actually, you know, how they work, how how people will get these things done and solve the problems for them, which I can imagine is really rewarding to think about. Yeah, I will add that actually HS2 are probably, they were the quite, for a mega project, they're very forward thinking about BIM and the digital engineering and requirements, which has really raised the profile of BIM, I would say. And now I know other projects of similar size or not as big, they're really, they're also seeing the benefit and the need for BIM. So I do feel that um, that investment that HS2 have made um, has had a knock-on effect on other projects in the industry. And I think there's a quote from head of BIM from HS2 saying, HS2 is essentially the lifeblood. You know, this is what, that's the aspiration that we want to be working towards the digital footprint that Hadi talked about, etc. It's seeing the values through and through, throughout a project from thinking about it to actually building it, not just, you know, during construction or during design of it. So, um, yeah, we're trying to raise the profile as well because not many people, you know, when someone asks you what you do, it's quite hard to explain in a sentence and no one really knows what a bin manager is. And as I said, people think I'm a bin manager that I really like enjoy working refuse. So, yeah, it's I, I'm really that's why I'm really happy to do this podcast as well, to spread the word a bit. I think like yeah. it also like brings a lot of challenges, doesn't it? Because like you're trying to figure stuff out, which is so it's not really like your typical boring work day where you sit down and like you're like a robot, like doing same things every day. It's always different. Yeah, actually, that's probably one of the most frustrating things. I don't know if that's a question that will come up later, but it's great being an innovative project. But then one of the frustrations is we've, when there's challenges that we have to overcome, whether it's a technical issue or a managerial issue, because it's so unique. And we go around the table with all the senior people in the team and we say, has anyone had to deal with this problem before? And it's like, no, because it's a mega project. So it does have its challenges. But then also having that inclusive and diverse team helps problem solve them as well at the same time. So. Awesome. So what's the biggest myth or misconception um, about your job at the moment? And um, what what is the kind of the actual case? I think most people probably think that because obviously, well, we're doing BIM, but in people's eyes, it's construction. So they they just picture a guy, a man with a high vis on site. Um, so people like I feel like usually women don't actually go for jobs like that because that's the image they have. Whereas it's completely different in the actual industry. You have people sat in offices. It's not all site based. Um, you have different talents. Um, for example, us doing technology stuff, and then people actually going to do the civil engineering works. So it's not all focused on one typical, uh, what's the word for it, um, image. Stereotype. Yeah, stereotype, that's the one. Yeah, it's not a stereotype as in you have to be this and you have to be good at this. Uh, you can be good at anything and you will we'll find your talent. Well, it's not promised, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with Hadi, actually. Um, generally within construction, I feel like it's misconstrued that you have to be on site all the time and you're working long hours and it's um, a slog, etc. However, um, 
I, I used to be on site. That used to be like, that was my past, but also there's so much more, uh, to construction. You need so much more support. You've got, um, lots of interesting careers that you could go down. There's like logistics, um, there's planning, there's quantity surveying. There's, um, now we have because of EDI, um, sorry, because of HS2, we have lots of initiatives like EDI. Um, we need to have, that is a, a client requirement for us to have that kind of team. And, um, I would say that, yeah, don't, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, and again, the whole female thing, it was something that was never sold to me at school. Uh, I'm not sure why. I think it was maybe because of the few, like what careers you could get out of it. But there's just so much more to it. And as I said, because of our team, we've all done very different things with our lives that we're all but we're all working on the same project now. So don't judge it. And then also, I'd say with BIM, um, for people who are in construction, I think they just think it's 3D modeling, which, again, I want to put a stop to. So, um, yeah, it's, it's so much more than that. Yes, we do use the models to help us, but there's, it's just so much more than that. It's more about the data and the information and the intelligence that lies behind it as well. So, Amazing. That's good stuff. And Anita, you mentioned that um, it wasn't something that was pushed to you at school. It wasn't something that um, you know, kind of was, yeah, perhaps, you know, your careers leader or teachers at your school said, you know, have you thought about this? So how did you actually... Um, find out about um, I suppose you know the careers in construction um, yeah I think I'd probably say um, it was complete luck um, so at school I really loved geography and maths um, and I was doing all the sciences as well um, and I think it was assumed that I would go down the medicine route or something like that because I liked all of those things however as I said geography and maths was my main interest and um, I must admit, and I don't mean to like be mean to my career teachers, but I basically went through um, all the syllabus, um, sorry, the prospectuses for the universities. And I just flicked through all the different degrees that were available. And then finally, I came up with a, um, there was a word that I'd never heard of called geomatics. And it was geomatic engineering. And basically, if you think about it, it's geography and mathematics combined. So it really hit the the two passions that I have in life so yeah I must admit I was lucky but um, I did have you know there was a UCAS provision etc there was the internet had was available back in those days but um, it wasn't as extensive as, as it is now but yeah I really did have to search for it so I guess that's why I'm keen to get and I have been always keen with STEAM and STEM because I want to make sure that message is sent out because I never got that message when I was at school. I think, Anita, your story is basically my story as well. So um, it's exactly the same thing. So, um, like, cultural. Household. <laughs> and, like, my sister, like, did all the sciences. I liked math, but I did the sciences as well because my parents kind of pushed me to it and just thought, oh, yeah, you'll be a doctor one day. Um, but I realized I really don't like science. So I was like, I like math more. Um, and I did like what Anita did. I looked through like the prospectuses and then saw, oh, you need maths for this. I might just go for it. And it just happened. Yeah. So you've both given so much really, really valuable and really good bits of advice here for all young people that are listening at the moment. But is there any, um, are there any final remarks, any final bits of advice that you'd like to give that you've not mentioned so far? Um, I would say do what you enjoy. Um, be open-minded and... Just don't dwell on negativity. For example, if you got if you didn't get a job, don't don't dwell on it. You know, just push for the next thing. Um, yeah, really similar to me. I would say 
um, bit cheesy, but there is success in failure. Um, and I'd say nothing is forever. And particularly if you do want to pursue um, uh, a career in construction, for example, it's very dynamic. So get used to being comfortable with change. It's a very fast um, paced. Um, and I guess, like based on my story, is there's always a plan B. Amazing. That's good. Again, amazing bits of advice there for our young people listening. And thank you both so much for your time um, to shine a light on your story, um, but also to yeah provide all these uh, you know tips and tricks for young people um, and for us to you know for me myself as well to find out a little bit more about the construction industry and BIM. And another thing I'm definitely picking up from there is not BIM. BIM. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah.